Welcome back to Been There, Watch That. We're going to review a movie today. Myself, Mr. Joe, and Mr. Dave. Joe maintains our website. BeenThereWatchThat.com. Been Check it out. Go back, see if we're uh, off our rocker totally with the way we re reviewed, or if you kind of agree with us, and reach out to us on social media. BTWTPod. Type that into Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. Reach out and recommend a movie. Maybe we've never heard of, and we'll check it out. Something amazing. Yes. This right. week, fans pick the classic. Well, we'll see if Joe liked it. He's the one who hadn't seen it yet. <laughs> this is from 1997. Goodwill Hunting. Man, that seems like a long time ago. Goodwill Hunting. I thought this was like... Robin Williams, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. Mid-2000s or something. 1997. We're wow. going back to the 90s. Yeah, they were young. Well, guys, before we get started, I have a sidebar. Okay. I okay. know it. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and start the one of many sidebars we're going to have. Uh, I have some sad news to report. Uh, do you guys remember documentary Grandma and Ginga? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Grandma passed away oh. a year or two ago, uh, but unfortunately, uh, Ginga passed away within the last week. Oh, gosh. So, so, right in line with Loretta Lynn. Yeah. Yeah, so we lost uh, <laughs> two legends in the last week. I, yeah, I really enjoyed their uh, their energy in that short film we watched. They were just very entertaining ladies and West West Virginia natives. Yep. Yeah, cool seeing West Virginia featured in a a film like that. And I thought whoever did the film too did a really good job. Yes. Yes. The way they cut it all together and short, but still had a lot in there. Well, and, and Grandma and Ginga, they, that was the type of documentary where they were so entertaining. I think they could have stretched it out a little longer mm -hmm. and it wouldn't have been bad. That was uh, one of our bonus episodes. If you go back, it's in between episode 20 and 21. We did a bonus episode. Grandma and Ginga. So, so uh, to the family of Grandma and Ginga, we're, we're sorry to hear about the loss, but... Uh, we are thankful to have uh, had the opportunity to to review their documentary and, and thankful to have uh, been, seen their their entertaining content over the years. Hmm. So, on that note, gentlemen, back 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 to your <coughs> regularly scheduled program already in progress. Yeah, we've got Robin Williams back on the program. He's uh, we had Mrs. Doubtfire episode fifty two. We've got Mr. Matt Damon, who's a uh, in our Rounders review, which was back there somewhere. Oh, I forgot about Rounders. Uh, episode 54. Yeah, Rounders. And, and Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. Good good memory there, Joe. But, but what about Ben Affleck? Is, have, has he been in... Uh, not that I remember. Anything that we've reviewed so not, far? Not that I recall. Yep. Hmm. So would you guys want a quick rundown and cast call? You betcha. All right. So... Will Hunting ha has a genius-level IQ but chooses to work as a janitor in MIT. When he solves a difficult graduate-level math problem, his talents are discovered by, professional, by Professor Gerald uh, Lambeau, who decides to help th and the misguided youth reach his potential. When Will is arrested for attacking a police officer, Professor, professor Lambeau uh, makes a deal with to get leniency for him if he will get treatment but from therapist Sean McGuire. So Robin Williams plays Sean McGuire, and as Justin mentioned, he's known for Mrs. Doubtfire, which is in our archives. Good morning. Also, also that other one. Uh, where he's... Oh, Awakenings. Awakenings, yeah. An excellent pick to coincide with, uh, with uh, this movie. Uh, good morning, Vietnam, and, and uh, one-hour photo. 
Matt Damon plays Will, and he's known for as Justin uh, mentioned uh, Rounders and Four vs. Ferrari, and which is also in our archives, and The Martian. Casey Affleck plays Morgan, and Casey's known for Ocean's Eleven, which you can also find in our archives. Episode 23. There we go. Justin on the roll. <laughs> and Kate and Cole Hauser plays Billy, and Cole's known for Too Fast, Too Furious, and Dazed and Confused. Dazed and Confused. Huh. All right. Well, I've been waiting on this one for a while, Joe. You've need, You've been needing to see it. That's all I'm going to say. You have to see this. Everybody should see this. I agree. So, yeah. You want me to get my complaints out of the way? Oh, yeah. gosh. Yep. You have complaints? Okay. Well, Joe, this, this one, I, I'm anxious to see where this path goes. We're done with you. <laughs> what? The one thing that just drove me nuts throughout the entire movie. Yeah. It's Matt Damon's Boston accent. It would come and go. Just drove me bonkers. Huh, he's never from, He's from Southie. Yeah, but so is Robin Williams. And he didn't have an accent. Yeah. It's like... He's he, a professional. Well, okay. But still, it's like either you do it what? or don't. Be, yeah. Don't be flip-flopping all the way through. I just... That got on my nerves. Yeah. Hmm. I did not notice. Really? No. But I'm that, surprised. Now that you mention it, it is, yeah, Robin Williams has no accent whatsoever, which is an interesting uh, choice, but I, I, I didn't notice the in-and-out thing, but... Yeah, like, he he would have the accent when he was around his buddies, but, like, anybody else, he wouldn't have it. It's like, hmm. okay, are you or aren't you? Mm-hmm. Pick a lane here, please. Yep. Uh, I feel like Ben Affleck kept his the whole movie, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, he's, his he's seemed stayed, e- easy. Yeah. He seemed a little, maybe a little more believable as a Boston guy. Yeah. But or, yeah, what? So he and Ben Affleck, well, um, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck wrote this together, like back in college or something. Really? I think is the story. They wrote yeah. the whole screenplay. I wonder if they're from that area at all, or they just decided, oh, the story should take place here, and then. And that's where they landed. Hmm. So your suspicion is uh, Matt Damon probably is not from here and is basically acting this accent. Yeah, but it's like... And forgetting to do it at all times. Yeah, yeah, it it was just Hmm. weird. Well, and and originally when they wrote it, it was about math genius and his buddy, and they are going to outsmart the government. But when uh, it got bought by Castle Rock, Rob Reiner said, hey, we got two movies here, action comedy... Uh, about a whiz kid being recruited by the COA and then a character drama about a genius and his shrink. And he let, mm-hmm. you know, Damon and uh, Affleck decide which one they were going to go. Hmm. Hmm. All right, any more yeah. complaints, Jeff? Yeah, Joe. That was, that was just kind of the one big one for me. Uh, if it's just... Well, that and... For this to be a Robin Williams movie... I don't think he was in the movie enough. Mm. Eh, think about it, because the the professor and all that, the professor had more, in my opinion, had more screen time than Robin Williams did. Yeah, but I mean... So so my thoughts are, it for it to be considered a Robin Williams flick, Robin Williams should have been on screen a little bit more. Yeah, I see it two ways. One, you can have less exposure, but when you are exposed to Robin Williams, it's a punch. 
Okay. Okay. I'll, you know I'll, what I mean? Yes. It, every every scene he's in is an impact scene. Okay, I'll I'll buy into that. So they didn't water it down by just having Robin Williams everywhere. Right. But that I, that's what I got from it. Like any scene he was in was poignant. But to be fair, which Robin Williams movie, other Robin Williams movie, has he been in that he's been in almost every scene that you go, you know what, that was just a little bit too much. Robin yeah, Williams. well, I, I know he's fantastic. Love right. Robin Williams. I'm just saying this was more of a Matt Damon Ben Affleck movie. Right. Yeah, and then the movie poster. If- on the top left, it says Robin Williams. Top right, Matt Damon. So they kind of build it as, you know, they're using the well-known, established right. actor. But really, yeah, like you said, probably would be more realistic to have it the other way around. Yeah. A Matt Damon movie, movie with Robin Williams. but Right. And, and and this is, and I'm not cutting down Robin Williams' work in this at all. It's just, I'm just saying, if it's if you're going to tag it as a Robin Williams, Robin Williams movie, I want to see a little more of him. Hmm. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I th- I thought his scenes were so impactful that I didn't notice. I don't know. I, I t- <clears throat> There's so many good scenes. Right. So uh, I'll start off early here. What was the most poignant scene in your mind when you're talking about the movie to someone else? What sticks out in your mind? Oh, uh, him. Uh, Robin Williams grabbing Matt Damon by the throat and... <laughs> Threatening to kill him, basically. That's always a scene that sticks out for me. I will end you. Yes. <laughs> Got that, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. I, I have two. Uh, the the when Matt Damon's character goes through the first batch of uh, therapists, yeah. and and you know he's just messing with them, and and then circle make a full circle at the end when. Him and Robin Williams, when it, he finally breaks down that wall mm-hmm. of saying, you know, uh, yeah, 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 not, the, your, not your fault. Yeah, I I have a couple. One is how about them apples? Yes, slams <laughs> the number against the window, <laughs> and then uh, the other one um, when Ben Affleck's negotiating for him, gentlemen, you might get away with this somewhere yeah. else, <laughs> but in this town, you suspect. Yeah. <laughs> You, my friends, are suspect. Allegedly, if yeah. I had $200 in my pocket right now. Yeah. And I just thought, you know, he's wearing the old penny loafer type deals, white socks, blue suit, looking like a clown. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's telling uh, Robin Williams, Matt Damon's telling her, I sent my chief negotiator. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Then you see this scene, I'm just like, home run. Yeah. <laughs> what a great scene. Uh, do you take a check? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm, yeah, I don't know. I liked it. it it's one of my all-time favorites. But uh, uh, there was a lot of weird stuff with this movie because you had two pretty boys. You had Matt Damon and Ben Affleck who wrote it, wanted to direct it, you know, and, and they were like, nope, that's not going to happen. And uh, Castle Rock had uh, Damon and Affleck doing a lot of rewriting. This is one of the little fun facts. And uh, the duo felt like the people at Castle Rock weren't reading it, so they did a paragraph-long gay sex scene between uh, Sean and Will, um, and nobody even noticed. Right. They were right. Nobody was reading the drafts. Yeah. They're not reading them that carefully. <laughs> They're just having to rewrite it because of whatever reason. Yeah, just because. So they put in a little test teaser in there and wow, dude, didn't even was... notice. <laughs> never heard of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, just them messing with the... Yeah people the executives 
but uh, you know, so acting like their characters then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, playing their character. You know, they were young and unknown at that point. Huh. Yeah. What What do you think when you saw Matt Damon on screen, Joe, from '97? Did he look like a little kid to you? Almost, oh or? gosh, he looked a little young. Yeah, but Ben Affleck. Yeah. Now, I did find this interesting. So the lines in the scene when Sean talks about his late wife's farting antics were all ad-libbed by, or were ad-libbed by Robin Williams. Yeah. That's why Matt Damon's laughing so hard. If you watch the scene carefully, you notice the cam camera's shaking a bit, possibly due to the cameraman laughing as well. Yeah. So Robin Williams' magic sprinkled right there in the middle that you would think it was all part of the movie or part, or part of the script. Yeah, that, uh... If that speaks to if you've got the right actor that can ad lib well. I mean, you gotta as a director be open to some of that stuff and not say, okay, you gotta read it exactly like it's written. Yeah, you, at all times. You, you, it's a lot of stuff that you can that no one could write and think of, or probably wouldn't. But. Yeah, but as a producer and a director, you have to be smart enough to know that you you're recording gold here. Just let the camera roll and and find a place to add it in. Mm-hmm. Did you guys look at the budget? No, I didn't. No. You want to guess? Uh, Robin Williams is pretty big. Affleck and Damon, not so much. Casey Affleck, no. The other guy, Hauser, no. Everybody else unknown. And this is on the 97 budget, too, so yeah. keep that in mind. 10 million. I'm going to say 15. Ding, ding. Dave got it on the money. Wow. Nice. All right. What did it profit? 225. Holy There cow. we go. Home run. Wow. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. You kind of alluded to it, Joe, a little bit, but for those that haven't seen this, I mean, MIT, obviously, high level, top of the food chain uh, math department in the country, and Matt Damon is, you know, kind of hanging out with knucklehead friends, fighting people in the streets, drinking and running around Boston, but then sneaks in and does these crazy uh, math equations. Yeah. Um, Takes a job, he has to ride the train an hour or two in MIT. Because the professor, like, puts out on the board, hey, by the end of the semester, if anybody, if you can solve this, you know, you get a prize, basically. Yeah. yeah. Did it strike you guys that it's possible that, and they probably didn't, they probably used real stuff, but this math is so advanced that they're basically just drawing, like, he weird, drew a weird little dot yeah. paragram like, there. I was like, I don't know. That doesn't even look like math. I wonder if they're uh, messing with us at all. I'm like, okay, yeah. just draw some random squiggly lines. Yeah, them. people will be impressed and they have no idea what they're looking at. <laughs> I mean, it's like crazy, really crazy looking stuff. But but I kind of laugh at the thought of how pristine is your school that even, even your janitors are that smart? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, the whole premise is kind of, there's stories within stories, obviously. You know, Matt Damon has his own issues. Benny Driver has her issues. You know, Ben Affleck has his issues. You know, Robin Williams has his deal with his wife passing away, and he's pretty much quit. And then you got the math professor. And that the funny part was, you know, <laughs> we were uh, we had a conversation a couple weeks ago, but, you know, the math professor's sitting there talking to one of his female students who's attractive, and he's hitting on her, you know, and he's like, yeah, doing a serious math equation is like, you know, whatever sexy, you know, whatever he was laying on her. Yeah. And, you know, it just like, uh, and then 
another student comes up to him. He's like, hey, if you want to have a drink with me later, you know, and she's like, oh, yeah. She dismisses him. She's like, somebody solved the problem. You know, <laughs> you're just sitting there like, oh, my gosh. You know, they got a 40-year-old guy as a math professor who's a sleaze bag hitting on young students. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah he's uh not the most likable character yeah he's he's a real jerk he doesn't understand but he's only pressing for one thing and is the fields medal real is that a real thing do you guys know what is it the fields medal that he won mm-hmm. distinguished math yep. honor okay but i thought you know gerard lambo that, that was a really good character and skarsgård played it very well you know he fit it you know the uh foreign accent and region accent or whatever it was but. Yeah, a lot of different accents going on here. Yeah. Uh, Mini Driver, the British mm-hmm. accent, and then Lambo, yeah, he sounds like he's you know, Sweden or something. I don't know. Somewhere, yeah. Like, yeah and then Somewhere far away and smart. The Boston guys, and then Robin Williams. Southie. Said, said, nah, not doing it. <laughs> well, it's Robin Williams. Does he really have to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really like his line at the end. Scoundrel stole my line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so... Just to verify the ending there, so he took a job locally for McMillan, mm-hmm. but then he ended up going to California anyway. So he dumped him twice. Not once, but twice. And my goodness, what a line when he was talking to NSA. So my buddy goes to war to fight for whatever, gets shrapnel mm-hmm. in his butt, yeah. and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I might as well just bomb this guy, shoot yeah. my buddy, and, yeah. you know. <laughs> What a great little story. Yeah. I love that part. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, uh, hey, that and the running joke of the, the airplane with the pilot. Yeah, the pilot. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Don't forget the coffee. Yeah. I like how everybody's like, did you really say that? Yeah. <laughs> it's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you know, you're right. Robin Williams, what a gamer. You know, they, um, Who's the director? Van Van Sant mm-hmm. was the director, and he said they do a lot of takes because uh you know just had uh, so many good lines popping out in between, and you know Sean and uh, well or Matt shoot I don't even get the names right Will's Will yeah and Will Hunting and Sean the therapist yeah they had a lot of staying in between in character in between takes right so they kept trying to keep the camera rolling just to catch stuff. <laughs> So when Robin Williams won the Oscar for his supporting role, he sent Peter Augustus, uh, Augustus, Mr. Peter, I'm going to just completely bludgeon your name, and I apologize, Augusta Ninsky, who dubbed his voice in German, a small replica, Robin Williams sent him a small replica of the Oscar statue with a note saying, thank you for making me famous in Germany. Nice. Nice. Hmm. So I'm going I'm to stir the pot here a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could not find any Would You Rathers, so do you guys want to play Fantasy Would You Rather? Sure. So, for the character of Sean, played by Robin Williams, is there anybody that we can no, play? No, gosh. I was going to say, I, that's not even, I don't even think there's room for discussion, but to be fair, let's... let's Throw somebody out just to, just to sample it a little bit, but really... Well, that, that's the problem. I don't have anybody to like just throw out that's not an obvious no. Huh. I didn't know if maybe they considered somebody up front. No, I couldn't find any any uh, any of the characters. But like Will, do yeah. you see anybody else that could have? I have one in mind. Just I just want to see if you guys mm. can think of anybody that could. Uh, maybe I don't know. 
Like Leonardo DiCaprio? No, he's not this, tough enough. He's skinny. Well, this is right around Titanic time, though. Yeah, he was young then, though. I mean, young and skinny. Matt Matt Damon was stocky enough to be a tough guy. Because, I mean, that's part of it. There's Southie Boston. He was a tough guy. Fought a lot. Got in a lot of trouble. Leonardo DiCaprio is not that. Hmm. Just Maybe he... Maybe Leo would be able to keep the accent the whole time, though. I, <laughs> I didn't notice the accent thing. Well, I, I'm surprised. Because, like, that was one of the first things I picked oh, yeah, up. That, that's that's tough. That could affect Joe's rating a good bit, I'd say. I mean, it's hard to, you know, get into a movie with something like that that takes you out of it. Yeah. And it just goes back Makes and forth. Well, and unbelievable or unrealistic. It, and it was, in my opinion, it was a bad accent to begin with. And, and I was thankful the first time he went out of it, I was like, good, I don't have to deal with this no more. Then he kept flipping that switch back and forth. It's like, come on. Hmm. Either either make me suffer with the bad accent or do me a favor and stop it. Do but you like, notice that in other movies? No, surprisingly, no. And that's what surprised me because like, most of the time I don't catch that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But for, for whatever reason, I don't know what my deal was that night. I was watching it and like as soon as he started talking, I was like, oh, that's a bad accent. He's like, He's overdoing it, mm-hmm. and and then when he switched out, I was like, okay, good. And then when he switched back after going out of, it, I was like, okay, what's going on here? And and then I just was fixated on that. So I have I have no idea what triggered me that night. Mm-hmm. I was watching it, but I that was one thing I did pick up on. I mean, what what if you take this entire story and move it to Stanford? So it's out in California. I wonder. I mean, does that does it have to be in Boston? What do you think, Dave? I mean, does that play into the storyline yeah because south rough, boston's known for rowdy rough friends. drinking yeah. yeah bars i mean that's southie that's yeah. it that yeah. you don't have that out in california maybe new york mm, maybe if you did like there, the bronx but, but yeah. even okay. the bronx is an yeah. upscale there isn't an upscale school right. around you know yeah and tough. you know and the boston people are known hockey baseball you know football new england but hockey baseball they're a rowdy group right loyal to a t Loyal to a fault, but um. Do you think, like Joe, if he didn't do any sort of accent, would you be like, wait, why doesn't he have an accent, or would it, would that have been better? It actually would have been better for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have. I would have never picked up on the accent issue, and we would be having a completely different conversation right now. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. That's... So the math problems were real. Yeah. And the guy says the math problems in the movie are not as hard as you think. First one's not particularly difficult. The second one, though, they didn't know what it was. Compared to who? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I just learned to skip count. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Some... So the guy in the bar, you know when he's telling the joke about the airplane, and this time uh, Robin Williams is telling the joke, and the yeah. guy in the back says, baloney! You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. That guy was actually the man behind the math equations. Really? Yeah. Wow. And then uh, John Middick Mighton, who played Gerald Lambeau's assistant, those two created the equations and the graphic theorems. Okay, so that explains the Dotson of his yeah. a graphic theorem. Yeah, because uh, okay. Van Sant, the director, met O'Donnell at a restaurant. Oddly enough, he was the head of the University of Toronto Mathematics Department. He says, hey, we need some help with problems. And then they looked up the other guy, Mighton. Um, and it's like, okay, those two got on board. Wow. 
<laughs> here's the funny part. The actor that played Jared Lambeau, Skarsgård, he said, they actually tried to teach me and make me understand this math, but it was impossible. <laughs> I did the only thing I could. I just acted. <laughs> well, I, I can't argue with that thought because it's like, it's one of those, why do I need to learn this? Well, I'd be in the same boat. Like, listen, it's going to take me way longer to try to comprehend any of this than it's worthwhile. So just uh, let me act it out. Yeah, yeah. Just do it. Let, let's do us all a favor. Just tell me what I need to do. Tell me where to draw the dots. <laughs> and I'm good. Actually, make the movie to where I don't even have to draw anything. And we'll just have me look at the paper and say, yeah, yeah, this is right. This looks good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'll just go that route. Yeah. But uh, how funny was it? Did you guys. One of the poignant scenes for me as well was when. You know, Matt Damon is fed up with him, with mm -hmm. Gerard, and he's yep. uh, mm -hmm. he's like, listen, I just, you know, it's hard for me to sit around and watch you fumble with this and mess it up, and, and he lights it on fire and throws but it down, is, and he runs over and stamps out and looks at it like it's gold. Yeah. Like, you this know? is a joke to me. This is so yeah. easy. Yeah. Like, I'm so much smarter than you. Yeah, isn't that crazy yeah. to yeah. think that, you know, and, and he tells him, you know, it makes me sick. I stay up at night knowing there's people in the world like you, and uh, what a deal. Uh, fun, funny stuff like that to put those concepts in. Yeah, I thought the guy that played Lambeau did a pretty good job of faking as if I, he was believable to me as a as a professor at MIT. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That air about him. Yeah, I, I completely bought into his character. Mm -hmm. Didn't care much for his character, but still bought into it. Mm -hmm. Did you guys notice when they're telling the baseball story, you know, about how he didn't go to the game where Pudge hit a home run? Yeah. I don't know if that's a real game or not. It kind of looked like it. I'm yeah, assuming it was. I, I game it six was or too. something. I'm not yeah. a baseball person, so I have no idea. I think but, they showed, like, a little bit of footage from it. Yeah. Yeah, they did. That's uh, Did you notice, though, that when they're telling this, when he's telling the story and they're talking about it, they both kind of go around the bases because his chair's set up in a square, and then it's turned in the movie as a diamond, and it looks like they're running bases. No. Yeah, yeah. Was that by design or just happy? Accident? I don't know. I just noticed. I was like, man, they, they both stood up. And they're like, yeah, you know, and they're both dancing around as if they're going around to bases hmm. when they're telling the story. And I was like, they kind of mimicked a little baseball scene. That's a good catch. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> he tells them the whole story, and he's like, Matt Damon's like. Wanting more details, he's like, "Oh, I wasn't, in, I wasn't there. I, I sold my ticket." <laughs> what? Yeah. Why would you do that? Oh man, guess who they met with at Miramax? Harvey Weinstein. 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 Really? Mm -hmm. But he's not involved in this. You see his name pop up sometimes in older movies from this era. Yeah, it's kind of funny because he actually read the script. And he says, I only have really one big note on the script. Page 60, the two leads, both straight men, have sex. The hell is that? <laughs> Damon and Affleck explained to him about their little test and how, and this is how Merrimack's got a hold of the Oscar-winning script. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> and originally, the director, Gus Van Sant, wanted Affleck to die on a construction accident at the end, but they said, nah, it's a terrible idea. Yeah, what? that's a bad idea. Yeah, that, that makes, makes no sense. No, at all. <laughs> like, if you want if you want a dramatic ending, go for it, but that's just dumb. That would make yeah. absolutely no sense. Yep. So they had 150-plus F-bombs in the movie. 
And the most famous line is, how do you like them apples? <laughs> when I heard him say that, I wondered if that's where the phrase, how do you like them apples, came from. Yeah. Or if it was something that, that had already been used and they put it in the movie. Hmm. Yeah, Joe, the one, the problem he's working on on the blackboard before he gets interrupted. Yes. Like, it's not actually all that hard. It's just like homeomorphic irreducible trees with n equals 10 that's all it is oh is that all <laughs> well gee whiz n equals 10 yeah Homeo- i thought that's what x morphically <laughs> if i can't even say the word that's pretty hard math problem homeomorphically irreducible trees <laughs> well gee whiz just not the... well, okay now it makes more sense yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not that hard. <laughs> you can't. It, it's hard enough to read, much less try to figure it out. What was uh, that guy thinking? <laughs> here you go. Sean's office flow. The layout of Sean's office was laid out like a baseball diamond. Four chairs and a table. So I caught the Carlton Fisk home run reenact. It worked out so fluidly. Yeah, I knew what was going on. <laughs> so the lecture hall in the film was actually McLennan Physical Laboratories at the University of Toronto, St. George. And the park bench is uh, Boston's public garden. And uh, it's now it's a memorial for Robin Williams. Yeah, when, when Robin Williams passed, that became like an impromptu, uh, un, unofficial, informal uh, memorial site for him. <laughs> the picture of the rowboat in the storm, that was actually uh, painted by Gus Van Zant, the director. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. But I have to say, I was... Uh, I'm a huge Robin Williams fan. There, there's yeah. no secret there. But this is another uh, movie, Robin Williams movie, that even though I had my gripes about it, uh, from the Robin Williams standpoint, this is uh, another movie that delves into the complexity of Robin Williams's acting ability. Yeah. Because everybody knows him for Mrs. Doubtfire and Good Morning Vietnam. But it, this and Awakenings are two movies, in my opinion, Robin, in the Robin Williams collection that should be held in the highest honor on his part because he can play these serious, dramatic roles. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's able to insert a little bit of comedy, but almost through a dramatic lens, totally. Like it's a yeah. serious, yeah, movie, but he's able to. He didn't, Throw in some little things well, in there. And look at his yeah. role. His role was that of a psychiatrist that was funny. Yeah. You know, he jokes with his class. He's a psychiatrist slash teacher at a community college. So he's really a low-level psychiatrist teaching community college classes. With a sense of humor, but just internally <laughs> struggling because his wife passed away and he's just down and out passing time. Right. You know, he's fallen off the radar. He doesn't go to... You know, MIT, he doesn't go to their uh, homecoming things or the reunions or any of that. He's just written it all off. Yeah. You know. The students he's teaching, that's kind of funny. Yeah. The one kid is like, what do you think about trust? He's like, trust is life. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> profound. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he plays a lottery. a winning lottery to get here, chief. You know, and he doesn't have any money. He's obviously brilliant. But... Oh, he's, yeah, he's got the tab at the bar. Like, yeah. That he <laughs> hasn't paid yet. Like, but it just goes. It just goes to show, 
he can play these dramatic roles, but and, and the yeah. humor wasn't wasn't knock you over the head, over yeah. the top. It wasn't and, goofy at all. No, yeah. uh, it was, you know, yeah, it was a fart joke, but yeah. it was still done so eloquently, yeah. <laughs> and it made his character seem very deep. You know, yes, not funny, but hurting, but yet, you know, perspective yeah. from uh, different areas. Yeah, pretty good. And that's a, you know, they made a big deal out of Casey Affleck. All his lines were ad libbed because he was he was written in as just a side character. Yeah, and they're like, make it what you can, and he started ad libbing, and they loved it. Wow. So you know, two two good things coming out of that. that that's what I enjoy us uh, doing this discussion on about movies is a lot of stuff that we enjoy and take for granted in movies. Sometimes a lot of it is just by sheer accident. Yeah. Yeah, yep. kind of a, you know, this movie, again, written as a project by Matt Damon in college, put together with Matt Damon and Affleck, changed, stirred around, and then bam, out comes this movie. Wow. Kind of crazy how it all comes together. Yeah. Had Damon done any other movies before this in terms of acting as a lead I don't think so I mean they had like clerks and uh, chasing Amy and stuff like that but nothing like this yeah what do you think of the overall pace and of the film Joe and how the story in general do you think there's any fluff thrown in that could have been um, I think I think I could have traded off a little less of the professor and a little more Robin Williams just for because mm-hmm. I think the don't get me wrong the professor had a vital role in the, in the movie but I think they could have traded a little time one way or the other mm-hmm. but as far as just fluff just for fluff's sake I didn't really see any mm-hmm. I mean there it kind of it seemed to flow pretty smooth for me, yeah. but uh, I didn't see any. Did you see any, or anything that you could have taken away? Is like you know what if we did got rid of this. I'm trying I to think, know. maybe like the batting cage scene wasn't necessarily. Mm, I thought that tied it together though because he has the line in there with Lambeau later when he's like, "Listen, the reason the kid." hangs out with these no good for nothing scoundrels is because they lie their, lay their lives down for him at any point you know if he asks them to bring take a ball back to your head you know that's why he hangs out they're safe you know and that that kind of reinstitute yeah, reinstituted their relationship kind of established when they all jumped in on that guy and were fighting yeah but i mean ben affleck and matt damon had a special relationship you know because like casey affleck's like i'm gonna eat my burger i'm not getting out you know and they're like you get out now or you're next yeah you know so that bond wasn't as tight as the main two Mm -hmm. and i think that just showed that you know they can rough each other up (laughs) and they got that trust you know Mm -hmm. because uh i don't know i mean it's things but i'm just yeah yeah i'm leaving him but still trying to if i had to take something they could maybe come out i think too that kind of solidified their ideology behind them being scoundrels i mean yeah, who in the world goes into batting case because they were doing it so you didn't have to pay because they're poor right you know he's in there collecting the baseballs and pitching to him 
in a batting cage. Yeah. You know, you're supposed to let the mechanic arm throw it, and then they're having their own little baseball game. <laughs> so I think it was just, you know, scoundrels breaking the rules, you know. Mm-hmm. And then they mess with each other because that's what you do. <laughs> I'm just saying, if we were out playing wiffle ball, I would hit both you guys with a pitch, <laughs> on purpose, and and, and just because we're friends. And just a heads up, there might have been a bat thrown back at your yeah, way. Yeah, I mean that's that's how it works. <laughs> yeah, you know. So I, I think it was just a little solidifying that bond between those two. Yeah, because you know after that he gave him the construction talk. You know, hey, if you're still here, I'll kill you myself. Yeah. yeah you're mm-hmm. sitting on a golden lottery ticket, so I don't think they could have those deep conversations without you know reaffirming their tight friendship and they want you know they handed out uh an oscar win for script best script mm-hmm. well deserved yeah he was in a few movies matt damon before the rainmaker came out right before this i don't know if you guys have seen that him and uh danny devito i have not seen that one. Oh, i like rainmaker you haven't seen rainmaker no we gotta watch it next <laughs> Although, here's the thing. Coal Miner's Daughter with Loretta Lenz. You guys seen that? It's been a long time. I have not time. seen it. It's been a long time. Like, I've seen bits and pieces over the years, but it's been a long time since Justin I've was saying that. that was going to be his pick in honor yeah. of Loretta Lynn. Hmm. Well, gentlemen, are, are we getting close to rating this up or where are we at? Yeah, I'm, I'm so. ready. All right. It's mop bucket for me, baby. Uh, it's an easy one for me. I think I could recommend this film to anybody. It's got a little bit of action, some fighting. Everybody can relate to some of the character in some way. You're either Casey Affleck, a goof-off knucklehead. You're a mechanic like the Hauser guy, you know, a teacher, whatever. Yeah. You know, I, I think. But, yeah, easy mop bucket. Yeah, as much as entertaining as, like, Mrs. Doubtfire is, this is, for me, this is... Uh, Robin Williams gold here. This is yeah. what I like to see. Obviously, both are good, but this is has always stood out as a, a really good uh, performance by Robin Williams. And uh, I didn't notice the accent thing. That definitely would have bugged me if, if hopefully I, I don't <laughs> notice it next time I watch it. I've probably seen this one six or eight times by now. So it's always been a mop bucket for me. Oh, yeah. wow. oh man, you guys are really. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh man, so I'm gonna look like the jerk on this one. No, it's not a movie. I mean, it is a movie for everybody, and if you don't like it, that's just poor taste in music on your part. (laughs) Don't let that bother you, Joe. Yeah, but probably at the time I saw it, you know, like seeing it in different times and different years. I mean, when I saw it, it was back in high school, and it's just a different experience than you today watching it. Right. Something maybe you really liked back then. If I watched it now, maybe I wouldn't be able to quite right get into you know. So, so this movie, there, and and I'll just tell you guys right now, it does not deserve a smaller burnt. So just feel safe with that. Okay, thank you. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Yeah. Um, Robin Williams. I can see exactly why this movie is held in high regard on his part. My literally my chief complaint on that part is, is if they're going to have his name in the title. I felt like there should be more Robin Williams in the movie. Just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, they had to have a little bit of star cloud in there. So I understand it. But yeah, I know what you're saying. So it's a small mop bucket for you? (laughs) Like not overflowing or anything, but just like regular? No, I'm going to have to knock down a little more. And then the the Matt Damon accent, that's what really just drove me bonkers. Oh, Joe. 
but other than that, I mean, did you like the love story? Which one? Him and uh, Mini Driver. That one was I didn't. That didn't bother me too bad. Casey Affleck and the baseball glove. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Joe asked which one. Yeah. I, like, I like them both. But... <laughs> no, actually, I like that whole thing. Why, why do you got to go to my mom's room? Is yeah. there a VCR in the house somewhere else? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Guys, I know I'm going to catch grief for this. So I'm just getting ready for it. Yep. I, yeah, yeah. For me personally, this is don't, a... Don't do it, Joe. You're going to lose credibility. Uh, Hold on. How's this I, thing ranked I, on I, the... I just uh, yeah. say, Joe, just so you know... Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, ninety six percent critics. Oh my god! Ninety four percent audience. Joe. IMDb, eight point three out of ten. Just how so you know. could you, Joe? <laughs> okay, Joe, you're. Oh. I'm giving this. Joe's algorithm's just farted, <laughs> and it might be a little wet. <laughs> okay, for my personal opinion. Is that a drum roll? Yep. Yeah. I just got it. Go ahead. I I want to I want to rate it higher, but I I got to be true to myself. Oh boy! I'm giving this one an overflowing medium. Oh, fair Joe. enough. Fair enough. Gosh. But 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 now, Dave, think about it. I I brought up some valid points. This wasn't just dumping on it for dumping on its sake, just because I can't. Overflowing medium. Who wouldn't like this movie? You bring up a valid point. I mean, I feel confident. That's one of my measuring sticks is, can I recommend this movie to anybody and be okay with it? I think so. Yeah. Because, you know, I've had some movies that were my favorites, but I don't know that they would be everybody's cup of tea. But, man, this one's easy to like. Well, but my, my biggest complaint... How does this even get in the category of medium? Because... Robin Williams by itself I, makes I, it large. Well, because, in my opinion... And he's they, funny. Well, exactly. My complaint is this, they don't give him enough screen time. Yeah. They they tout know. that this is a Robin Williams classic. I'm not taking away f- anything from his credibility. He deserves every accolade for this movie thrown his way. But they did not... Because this comes after Awakenings. And, and the phenomenal job that he did in, in Awakenings. You know what I see, Justin? Joe's going to get himself docked a week. <laughs> He's going to have to miss a turn and go to jail for a week. Okay, so I didn't get a, a turn skipped on Howard the Duck, but I'm getting a turn skipped on <laughs> on ranking uh, Robin Williams. That Robin low? Williams, yes, yes, and, you and are. I, and here's the thing, Dave. I'm uh, a huge. You know how huge of a Robin Williams fan I am. I know that's what's disappointing. Yeah, so I cannot believe you get Robin Williams a medium, so Joe. He's do, your guy. So do you know how hard it is for me to sit here and say overflowing medium, Joseph? I want to rate it higher. I Joseph. absolutely do. But if if it's going to be a Robin Williams flip. Robin Williams needs more screen time. I'm sorry, Joseph. Because we where, just out of curiosity, where do, where do you get the impression that it is you know a Robin Williams flick? That's a good point. Well, From look the, at look at all the trailers, all the movie posters, everything yeah. that they talk about. Well, he's say, the main when actor. Say, when you say Goodwill Hunting, the first thing it's brought up is Robin Williams, Matt Damon. Okay. Yeah. But I think the trailer mostly shows Matt Damon, but. I don't I know. I've you. never seen a trailer. I don't think. I hear you, but the, but they, they they on the movie poster it's those two. Yeah. Yeah. Right front and center. Right. Because he's the yeah. A little bit of trickery. They riding uh, the Robin Williams train a little bit. Yeah. Which so, I don't know if he was huge at that time either, but who Robin Williams? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because this would have been after Mrs. Doubtfire. 
and Mark and Mindy and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're probably, probably right there. Yeah. So I mean, he he's what? well. Wait a well minute. Mark and Mindy made him famous. Yeah, that's where he got started. No, well, Happy man, Days. That's where he started. But I mean, come on. Yeah, he's ha- in Happy Days. Okay. Yeah. Happy Days. He became. He showed up on Happy Days as Mork. Okay. And then Mork and Mindy was a spinoff of Happy Days. I didn't know Mork was unhappy days. All right, so the first scene of the trailer is Lambo, Will, or, uh, and Will in the math, doing math. Second scene, still Lambo, Matt, da- Matt Damon. First major breakthrough is Good Morning Will Lambo. V- Vietnam. Yeah, I believe that. Good Morning Vietnam is really good. Matt Damon again. Matt Damon, the judge, the fight scene, police. Lambo in the police station. I don't know, Joe. Not looking good for you. Now the boys in the bar with Mini Driver. Now the batting cage. Now, here he is. Lambo in the bar scene. Now back to. Everybody like this play-by-play. <laughs> the we're halfway, poster. and they're they're in the office with Robin Williams now. So we're halfway. Back to Mini Driver dog track. Mini Driver. Mini Driver. Mini driver, mini driver, mini driver. On the poster, part of it makes me feel like he's the the more senior actor, so it's like respectful to put yeah. Robin Williams and Matt barely Damon right the other way or something. Right now, Robin Williams and Lambeau in bar scene again. Now Seems the like they do that sometimes with you know older actors that are more, more well established. Like you're not going to put a younger person's name first on the bench. Right. I don't know. So three fourths of the way through, and Robin Williams is only seen three short times on the trailer. Thank you. I don't, I'm no. I'm saying that doesn't make it a Robin Williams movie. I'm, I'm agreeing with Justin that this is not a Robin Williams movie. But Ben Affleck, Will Smith, or not Will Smith, shoot Will. Construction, construction. Well, that's driver. what I'm saying is, but Will. people say it's a Robin Williams flick when those people are crazy. They can't listen to them. But it shows it right on the poster. Well, yeah. Th- that that's my chief complaint is is they claim you it's can't, a Robin. You can't knock it down to a medium because of a poster. No, I'm not knocking down because of a poster. Right. I'm saying they claim it as a Robin Williams flick. Okay, if you want to base it Who's as a... The, these they people? Well, I mean, he won Best Supporting Actor, not Best, you know. Right, but, I mean, Sally Field was a supporting right, actor. We're all Mrs. agreed. Doubtfire. Everybody's a mop bucket. Yeah. Joe's crazy. <laughs> the people out there saying this is a Robin Williams flick need to stop all that. Yeah, those people are crazy. That That's what I'm saying. That's my chief complaint is this is cataloged as a Robin Williams flick, and, and it's, it's not. I'm sorry. You're not sorry. I, I love his role in this movie. He does a phenomenal job, but it is... All right, we're just going to write this one off to Joe's Crazy. But yeah, like, I'm, probably if you Googled best Robin Williams movies, it would be on that list. And, you know, people probably do describe it as one of his That's a good films. point. I'm going to try that. I feel like that's a valid uh, thing. 16 best. Yep, number one. Oh, Good number one, Goodwill Hunting. So it wasn't even a Robin Williams movie, yep. but it ended up being his best movie. You gentlemen are, are helping my case. Thank yep. you very much. What, uh, <laughs> what's Cena think? What's her rating? I forgot to ask her, honestly. Have you seen Dead Poets Society? He doesn't like it. Well, I got. I only saw it once. <laughs> well, here's what wow, happened. Wow, that was quick. Here's he doesn't what, like it. Yeah, but here's what happened because I was sold... I, I was led to water, and then once I got to the, the water, I was told it was prune juice. <laughs> what? What so, are we talking about? Okay, so we was in high school, and 
during finals week, if you had like an A in that class, you didn't have to go to finals. You could go to the auditorium and uh, watch a movie for that period. So we're sitting there, and we and there was like three movies, and one of them was Dead Poet Society. Ooh. And we was told, if you love Mrs. Doubtfire, you'll love Dead Poet Society. It's just as funny as Mrs. Doubtfire. No, it's not even funny. I know. That's why I hate it, because I was exposed. I was... I was led to water and then was told it was prune juice when I got there. It's like I was sold a batch of goods that wasn't it. Yeah. So, I've seen the theme here of uh, some some knuckleheads giving you bad info. <laughs> Telling you, oh yeah, you got to check out the, the new Robin Williams flick, Good Will Hunting. Or, yeah. People that don't know what the heck they're talking about. Yeah. Well, just if I told you who said that, it would all make perfect sense, but I won't, I won't uh, throw that person under the bus on the air. Um, but yeah, that... So it's like the whole time I'm sitting there, just like okay, I'm waiting for the funny to roll mm-hmm. to roll in, and it never showed up. Now, if I sit down and watch it, I'll, I'll have that stigma going in, and be very difficult for me to do it. I'm not saying I'm 100 percent against watching it. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys know he played Popeye in 1980? Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, Moscow and the Hudson. I don't think I ever saw that. The World According to Garp. I forgot he was in that. Awakenings, which was his tenth best movie. Miss Doubtfire, now, which was his ninth. Would you call Awakenings a Robin Williams flick? Yes, because he was in basically the whole movie. Yeah. One Hour Photo. The oh. Fisher King. He was great in The Fisher King. I loved him in One Hour Photo. That one was... He's, yeah. Birdcage, 1996, he did a good Classic, job. Yep. Insomnia. Um, Good morning, Vietnam, 1987. He's got some stuff I haven't seen. I need to Dead Poets Society, number three. Up. Aladdin, number two. Number one, Goodwill Hunting. I agree with those. I don't know about Aladdin. Cartoon. Yeah, there was some controversy over that. Yeah. He didn't want his uh, name tied with that movie. He just wanted to play the role. Hold on. So did you watch Dead Poets Society? I suffered through it and never and vowed to never watch it again. Oh my gosh, it's a good movie. Well, if I was Dave, I'm I'm just saying if I was, if it wasn't sold to me like it yeah, was, yeah, I got you. That had Ethan Hawke and had some good actors in it. Now I'm saying as I'm older now, I probably wouldn't bucket the idea of watching it. Yeah. But just like that can be time, your pick next time then. At the time, I was sold at this and was sold that and. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Good Morning Vietnam? Bits and pieces when I was very, very young. What kind of Robin Williams fan are you? I loved him in one hour photo. You seen Birdcage? No. Birdcage is good. I did watch Jack. I remember watching Jack as a kid. Yeah, Birdcage is good. Fisher King's good. I'd say Miss Doubtfire is my least favorite movie of his. Really? Yeah. Night, Night at the Museum, he was in those. Yeah. Cena and I would I see know. him. Robin Williams has such a gentle, quirky charm. He's, he's such a good guy like that. Yeah, and that's where, the, if we go off the normal beaten path of his uh, comedic, over-the-top movies, when we hit this serious stuff, I to me, it, it makes it extra special because it shows the actual depth that he had as an actor compared to what people wanted to yeah. typecast him in. Hmm. What Dreams May Come, that was a pretty wild movie. All right, so we got our rankings. Two mop buckets and a flat flat fart by Joe. (laughs) Gosh. Joe. (laughs) What are we doing next? Who's next? Justin's pick. Me. 
Justin's a place for the Justin. firing squad. After nobody's safe after Joe's ranking at Goodwill Hunting. That's all I'm gonna say. <clears throat> that that makes it interesting, Joe. It's like a spin of the wheel. Yeah. I have a feeling Justin's gonna be mad about it and get you back. <laughs> oh, you love that movie, Joe? Fine, small. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That. that's what I say to you. You like apples? How do you like them apples? <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on, Justin, lay it on us. Hell or high water. What? Hell or high water. Is that the movie? Yep. Streaming now on Netflix. What is that about? Don't know. You know me? Oh, no. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> Shooting from the hip again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to be nervous and anxious, uh, but Justin cranks out so no, good. No. <laughs> it's it's a western. It says it is a western. You know, it's one of those. I want to be nervous, but Justin has done so well that it's like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to go this. for the ride. Is it good? Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a heart wrencher. Ooh, okay. It's got Ben Foster in it. And I don't, if you don't know who Ben Foster is, Jeff Bridges. Ben Foster is a really good actor that I feel he gets roles, but man, I think he could be so much better. Okay, let me put this in my queue. Chris Pine, Ben Foster, Jeff Bridges. So, Justin, I'm going to be nosy. Yep. How did you come across this decision? Uh, I, I wish I could tell you. I, I, don't, I don't know where this came up. How about 310 to Yuma? You want to change it to that? No. Nope. <laughs> I already seen it. You didn't like it? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, I want to see something I haven't seen before. No, I'm joking. All right, Hell or High Water. I've seen, I don't know that I've seen the whole thing. I've seen at least the last half, and it is good. Okay. I will promise you, it is, it's a Western kind of. But it's modern. Yeah, it's not, yeah, like, it's, it's not like cowboy, cowboy yeah. Western. It's, it's based just out in the Midwest. But, man, it is gut-wrenching. Prepare yourself. I'm anxious to see it. Jeff Bridges does a really good job. I would say, <clears throat> let me look at the cast here again. Uh, let's see. Chris Pine plays a character that he's not, you wouldn't know him for. Ben Foster, same thing. I don't know, Ben Foster fits into that role. Jeff Bridges plays his usual. Mm -hmm. uh, Gil Birmingham, usual. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, I probably just scrolled past it on Netflix. That's probably how this came about. I was gonna say that your usual, yeah. Any money? Yep, that works. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say you usually kind of just randomly just grab stuff and not. And this is complete out of your. Better than I pig. thought I knew your 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 broad spectrum of picks, and then this one's like completely out of left field. So it just expands your broad spectrum. Mm -hmm. And what is uh you know Justin genre here? <laughs> nope, there isn't one. Yeah. M movies. <laughs> movies. Sometimes. <laughs> Okay. No, this will be a good one. Hell or high water. I like it. Uh, yeah. I'm excited. I, th I mean, Dipping I'm, our toe in Western without going back to, like, John Wayne. Yeah, stuff. I mean, and keep in mind, I haven't seen the first half. Mm -hmm. So I'm just basing it off of, like, 45 minutes of me watching whatever. Well, the the movie poster on Google makes it look really good. It is. I, from what I saw, it was good. Like, I was hooked. I was like, ooh, I got to come back and watch this whole thing, and I never did. So this is a good Sweet. opportunity. All, All right. right. All right. Join us next week, Hell or High Water, Justin's Pick. Take us home, Joe. All right, so for all of our news and reviews, check out our website at beentherewatchthat.com. Be sure to follow us online on uh, social media. We're on Facebook, 
and YouTube and Twitter at BTWT Pod. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast, Been There, Watch That, or on all the major platforms and every episode is hosted by Anchor.fm. Well, another one in the books. Justin? Been there, watch that. Be back next week. Hell or high water. Join us for Justin's pick. 